everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we're covering an American werewolf in Paris, not London, Paris, with the real queen of horror, Miss Zena. Welcome, Zena. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's been forever since I rewatched this movie. We're going to get into it, but I had thoughts as a kid, and I still have thoughts now. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to have you here for this. This movie continues our BOGO month. You brought one of these movies with us, and we gave you the next one. And sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes (laughs) it's a movie. So... Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know us. Well, we're, we're completionists here, okay? We're going to finish it. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> we're better people for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But before we get into American Werewolf in Paris, we're going to get to know Zena a little bit because it's her first time on a regular podcast episode. She, she was on a Thirsty Thursday with all of the really disgusting peeps. And so we're going to get to know Zena a little bit. So, Zena, we always start here. What's your favorite scary movie? I love that question. Okay, I came prepared because normally (laughs) normally I'm like, I don't know. It depends. But, you know, I came prepared. I really, really love Night of the Demons, 1988, you know, directed by Kevin S. Tenney. Because it's wonderful. I feel like it's perfection. I love the 80s cheese. I love Roger. I love the music, the dancing. There's demons. And you know, I'm not gonna lie. When I was in high school, I did some dumb stuff. I probably would have went to a funeral home. I probably would have. I probably would have. <laughs> what know? more do you want in the movie, you know? Demons <laughs> and dancing. Yeah. Demons. Oh my God. That's... <laughs> Disney <Demons>. could never. <laughs> that should be the name of your auto- your autobiography. Dancing Ooh. Demons. So what is your horror origin story? What got you into all this craziness? Well, my mom is a huge horror fan. So like, and it's kind of like a, a family thing. So we would always like my brothers and sisters, my dad, he, you know, he, he's not really crazy about horror movies, but you know what? He was there because he loves us. So he would, he would just do that. So on Fridays on the and weekend, he's welcome. Yeah, he was always welcome, you know, on on the weekends, we would always like rent horror movies. And like my mom, because, you know, she was like the queen of our lives, she would get to pick out the first movie that we would watch. And it was always a horror movie. And this was like, honestly, like I've been watching horror for so long. Like I barely remember like how old I was like with the first one. It was kind of like this. I would get to pick out a movie. My sisters would and brothers and stuff like that. You know, sometimes my dad would. Right. But my mom's movie was always first. Right. And again, it was always a horror movie. And it's kind of like if you didn't want to watch the movie because we're all in the living room, you could just leave. OK, but who would want to leave the room and, and go to your room and be alone? So <laughs> I would just stay. And yeah, I was so scared because I remember she picked this one movie, Arachnophobia. Oh, no. That's a good one. That's no. a good one. Yeah. No. <laughs> that movie ruined my life. It's still to this day. I don't like spiders. I don't like bugs. Like I'll I'll deal with ghosts, demons here and there, but a spider? No. No. Like mm, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it started from there. And so then, but I love the thrill of it. You know, I just couldn't get enough of it. So I just found myself wanting to watch more. And then here I am. 
Here we are. All right. Take some time to plug any projects you're working on or social media you would like our listeners to follow. Sure. Okay. So I'm also a co-host on the Bloody Disgusting podcast. So I give you guys horror recommendations. I just love yelling about horror movies. I know that we <laughs> both can relate. It's just so much yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You you guys can uh, hear me on there. I also have a YouTube channel where it's kind of like a listicle type of things. I like lists. I feel like I watch like a lot of horror movies. So it's just easy for me to keep things in order you know, with list, you know, yeah. I have like a list of movies that I have to get through today on this wall posted over here. So that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys relate, my people. Yes. That's why I, that's one of the reasons I love Letterboxd because you can create lists and rankings. And I'm just like, that helps me organize my thoughts when I'm like, what did I watch this year? Oh, okay. Ooh. This is what I watched this year. You know, I need to be better with, with my letterbox. Like sometimes I just, I get so stressed out and overwhelmed because people have lists like you on there, but then I just, I get so unorganized on there for some reason. I secretly opened one this week. I've not told anybody aside from jazz and girls. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what is a letterbox? <laughs> I enjoy it. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find you on there. So. Yeah, one of my favorite, I love to do like the decades. So I'm doing, I did like a, my rankings of films in each decade. And right now I'm doing with the 2020s, I'm doing like every year. So at the end of this decade, I'll combine those. Um, and it makes me realize, Sheree, we need to do more stuff from like the 60s because that's my lowest level of all my decades. Listen, I've always said we need to go backwards because like Vincent Price was down there and we all talk about him enough. Yes, yes. But also Zena makes movies because I saw one at a festival. Um, right. I yeah, I was covering a festival. I'm like, oh, cool. We're doing shorts. I'm like, what? I know this name. And that's how I see feel. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you know, with my um, my poor husband, he just, <laughs> he, he came home from work one day. And, you know, I was like, you know, I had my camera and stuff. And so I said, hey, you, you want to try something, you know? And he was like, okay, right? But obviously it wasn't what he thought. <laughs> but yeah, it was just gotcha. Gotcha. Right, right. <laughs> Right, but then you know, I thought it was really cool, and so because there was one day I was like, I really like tangerines. You know, there's there's no profound reason to it. I really like tangerines, and one day I was peeling it, and I was like, oh my god, you guys hear the way that sounds? It sounds like my skin or something. And then yeah, just like whoa, that could be a thing. But thank you. Yeah, I, I do want to put out more of my films and everything like that it's just i've been a little bit hesitant about that but now since i have like my little studio space so hopefully i'm going to be putting out some more stuff soon very soon actually awesome can't wait. well keep can't us wait. up to date because we would love to take a look at some of it of course all right well okay y'all I know you're ready for it. Let's get into American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris. That's fine. <laughs> You've all been waiting for us to talk about this movie. <laughs> that no one has thought about since 1998 or whenever this movie came out. <laughs> I, I literally opened up the Google today because I watched it again yesterday. And I was like, I need to know what people say it. That's a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. That might be the first time Rotten Tomatoes I've ever agreed. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. I remember when this movie first came out. So it came out like 97. So I was like 10, right? And I was like, yeah, werewolves. And I was excited to see it. But I had to wait until it was out of the theaters and I watched it on like VHS or something. And I did not understand it at all. I didn't think it was funny. 
I didn't think it was scary. So it's like, what is it supposed to do? You know? And I, I, I didn't know. New. And so I don't think it then, either. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's weird because you know, werewolves, like werewolves are so awesome. Like, you know, I, I think it has like a cool like little theme to it, you know, but it just didn't work for me. And I was 10, guys, you know. Yeah. So and then years later, you know, I was so happy when you guys invited me to come on. And I was like, wow, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in a while. Let me rewatch it. <laughs> and it sadly did not age well. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's fun because you it's cheesy, but it's not mm -hmm. funny. And I, no. I obviously, I just, yeah, I just realized as an adult, it's supposed to be funny. You guys knew that? As a kid, I was like, what is this? Also, I need to go ahead and say that as a kid, this was the first one I saw. And then I saw American Wolf in London when I was much older. Okay. And this part, because I saw this, I'm like, oh, that was a bad movie. And I didn't know that this was a bad sequel that was like a development hell forever. Yeah. I was like, that's the original. I don't know where it goes. And they right. were like, no, Demi, you need to, you need to watch the original. And I, honestly, I think that kind of hurts this movie the most because I compare it to London, which is, yeah. you know, we talked about this, I think, last Halloween? Or was it my birthday? It was your birthday. We saw it. And, like, the, the special effects on the original still hold up. Oh, whereas yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, well, and I think most of the we had issue with some of the humor, especially around like queerness and stuff like that. But like, it was at least funny. <laughs> like right. I, I laughed a couple times in the first one. This one, I just the writing in this movie is atrocious. Like it honestly sounded like at one point I was like, "Am I watching a Disney Channel original movie with some cursing you, in it?" <laughs> you know what? That's funny that she said that because the writer, one of the writers, and I wrote it in in my notes, Tim Burns. He was a writer for this Disney movie called My Babysitter's a Vampire. So you called it. And then the other one, Tom Stern, he wrote episodes for the Andy Milonakis show that used to come on. It was either on MTV or VHS mm -hmm. back in like the early 2000s. So yeah, you hit it right on the nail. It felt, it, it just, it, oh, it was so, the <laughs> jokes were so obvious and not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just not good writing. The writing was terrible. Yeah. It's one of those movies you watch and you're like, am I the problem? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. And you know, no, you're right. Because when I watched it as a kid, I just thought, well, you know, I didn't get it. Like it was just going over my head. So whatever. So that's why it's really been like years since I've seen it. So I was excited to go back because, you know, I'm an adult now. I understand things. And so I was, I was, I rewatched it. And then even if I thought like, okay, even if it's cheesy, werewolves, love werewolves. And yeah, it just still, it just, it just went over my head. And I've been searching, I feel, for someone who really loves this movie. Have you guys ever met anyone? No. <laughs> if I did, I would question them. I, yeah, I, I mean, think I, I would want to know, like, what, what do you like about it? Like, not in a mean way. Like, I would, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to have positive notes about every movie you see. Ever, you know, even if it's just like, oh, that was a pretty shot or something. And this one. <laughs> Y'all, I struggled. I found some, but I struggled. Yeah. That's how you know it's rough when they break Trent. Because Trent is definitely our Paula Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> and just as drunk. <laughs> Look, I am a hybrid of Randy and Simon, depending on the movie and the day. So I'm like, it's a no from me, or we need to unpack this. No, <laughs> Who's no. responsible? <laughs> I think I'm I'm kind of like right there with Trent where it's like I do try to find like the positives because I used to be like that where if I, if I saw like a movie that was just terrible I want the world to know you know Listen. but then <laughs> but then
it's just kind of like because I met people who I'll tell you off air the movies, but like I met people who liked some movies that's just like, huh? You know? <laughs> like I just I just didn't get it. But with this one, I did I did find like a lot of well a couple of cool things about it, but it's just more of like they're kind of minor, you know, like yeah, the music. Same. The music is great. Listen, I <laughs> I was a baby in the 90s, but I know who Bush was. So when Mouth started, I was like, is that Gavin Rossdale? And I got onto the Wikipedia and almost forgot I was watching this movie. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, the reason I do try to find some positive things in there is because, I don't know, as an artist, I hate when anything I work on is just like completely lamb blasted, you know, like shit on. But like, it was hard, y'all. The one, okay, I want to say, the one thing I found that I actually kind of liked better in this one than I did in the original was one of my biggest complaints in the original is that the female love interest is just attack on. Like she's not, she doesn't have any agency. She doesn't, there's no, nothing about her story is intertwined inside the main story of the show of the movie. Mm -hmm. At least in this one, the female love interest does have some stakes in this process, you know? So that's one positive thing I found is that at least I utilized her more and a little bit better than the original but again the writing wasn't good enough so it's like yeah. it's hard to like do that but i think the concept of her character was there i can see that i i just don't know how and why she liked andy like Same. i mean and then with his other friends they just seemed like a better balance you know and it was just kind of like he just he kind of was annoying you know um especially when he was having that dream and he was doing that <laughs> I want to get out. <laughs> so Andy does not fit with his brotastic friends because they are definitely two stereotypes. Yeah, and he's the guy. And you're like, why are you here? You're not muscly. You're not trying to do these stunts. Um, you seem afraid of women. How, wh what is this trio? How did you meet? And apparently, one of the mini scripts before the script, written by one of the many different people before this he was coming to Paris because like his uncle I think was attacked and he didn't know what happened he's coming to check with his uncle and then he gets involved and then like one of the later writers or a couple of the later writers like what if they're like thrill seekers before yeah. <laughs> influencers are a thing I mean that original would have made much made that yeah. opening scene make a lot more sense because I was like who the fuck is this old dude like what <laughs> who, who is he yeah yeah no no you're right I, I guess too like you're right though with the friends being like a stereotype but and you put it perfectly why are you here you know what i mean and but then the thing is too going back to seraphine it's just like girl you can do better than him you know is this the first guy that's ever like taking interest of you because she just seemed like oh you know like i'm all about him who is this guy like first off when with the thing when the condoms came flying out i would have been gone like i don't understand like you know that's not gum <laughs> When he showed up at my doorstep without me giving him my address oh my and demanded I meet him tomorrow, we would have had to call the police or somebody. I don't know. I'm a werewolf. Maybe I just eat him and his friends. Yeah. Because like you don't just pull up on me that way. Like Yeah, I, the the way they handle romance in this movie was very late nineties, early two thousand, early yeah. odds. Like that's that if I think back to movies back then, that was like the girl dating at way below her league and the guy is just like kind of jokesy funny with sexual like so 
I in the time period I see that, but it's like it doesn't make sense. It still <laughs> happens, and I'm always mad about it, which is why I had an hour conversation about Miss Caroline from Little Monsters dating below her status. <laughs> I I keep seeing it, and they keep doing it. But like these people yeah. been for 24 hours, and they're saying I love you. You know what? You know what I think. After they were, after they got out of that situation, I'm pretty sure that Miss Caroline, that she dumped him, that she just realized, like, you know what, this isn't going to work, but you know what, you have a career now. You can You're be welcome. A You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like going back, go continuing on this kind of like dealing with the female character. I'm also over the idea. Uh, or the the character concept of like men assuming they have to save the woman. Like the scene that I'm thinking of is when the one friend finds her in the cellar and she's in the the cell, whatever, because she's about to turn. And he like knows he has to save her, even though she is blatantly telling him, no, don't do this. Stop. Don't, Mm -hmm. I don't need your help. And I was just like, that's, I'm so over that. Like that's such lazy storytelling in my opinion. And that was just kind of weird. Like, okay, it's just kind of like, what are you, I'm, I'm just being honest. First off, you went, after stalking this this girl's entire life, you go back to her house. Then you slide yourself into our basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you want to get her out of there. First off, I don't, I wouldn't know what kind of thing is going on. If anything, why didn't you just call the cops then if you want to help? You know what I mean? And then it's just like, clearly too, it was it wasn't him who said this it was the other friend but where it's just like you know there there may be something a little bit off with her especially because of how they met her so it's just kind of like okay now she's locking herself up in a jail cell like how is this normal like can he just find a, a normal girl at a cafe like i've seen so many in this movie <laughs> that's available well yeah it's like in that the, that scene where she does meet him and she he's she's like so what do you want to do he's like i don't know i guess go to a cat is there any cafes around she's like this is Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I they kept they kept doing that to her, that whole thing where she's telling them something to save their lives, and they're just like, I'm a tourist. Let me say something silly. Cause like she's trying to save his life when she's out of this cage and gets there. She's like, we gotta run. And he's like, Why are we running? What's going on? She's like, You're in danger. And he's like, Oh, is this a role-playing game? And I'm like, why are we doing this? Who was who thought this was funny? Who when was this funny? <laughs> Him and Tom. <laughs> I when I was a kid, I watched this movie because I had a crush on Tom Everett Scott because I saw that thing you do, and I was like, I'm gonna follow the tall one. Um, and this is where that crush ended. And I was like, I don't need to follow him no more. I can't trust him. <laughs> he said yes to too many movies. <laughs> he ain't reading. I really do wonder how they thought, like, because think about it. Okay, let's let's give us give you a little scenario. You are an actor, and someone presents you with this role. I don't know, guys. Like, what's the pe- like? I would want to know who's the target, or what's the target? Is it a comedy? You right. know, like, I don't especially know. as you're filming. Like, how how does that director give acting notes? Like. I, I and all, but I mean, I wouldn't be asking how big is the paycheck? Like, how much you gonna pay me? True. Listen. <laughs> listen. Mm. Because this what? did feel like, because okay, there are two camps of sequels. There's the camp that this is a good idea, mm-hmm. and there's the camp that it's a, a cash grab. 
Now, there are those that do both of those things, and right. it's smart. Like, I would, argue, I would argue that the majority of the Scream franchise is both of those things combined. Now, this one felt like just a complete cash grab. There was nothing really stylized linking it to the original. It was nowhere nearly as good as the original. Mm-hmm. They didn't even try to utilize some of the same special effects stops styles from the original it just felt like i'm going to tack this name and use werewolves in a different country and you're all going to pay me for it and i was like but am i though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely feels like it's some of that amityville stuff and like we can use this um just do what we want amityville, <laughs> amityville in space an american <laughs> werewolf on mars it'll be the next movie <laughs> Please and invite me when you guys are do if you decide to do Amityville. <laughs> it just gets crazy. But like you know, at least that's entertaining. Like I don't know about this one. Like it's like I'm, and I feel bad saying this, but it's just like I don't know what the appeal is or what they were trying to do other than make money. And then even with the release thing, because I guess I didn't really realize it, but like looking at when I was doing some research, so the movie was released here in the U.S and December but then there's a 4th of July party and then there's like a you know what I mean and it's just kind of like what you know what I mean but it's just mentioned just just like briefly and it's just kind of like I don't know guys maybe you could have maybe if you would have released it during the summer I mean it probably still wouldn't help but you know <laughs> because you know what I mean but maybe if you released it during the summer it could have been like a, a summer blockbuster movie right summer what I loved summer. about that was it was a 4th of July party in Paris France <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I was like, you know, French people wanted to kill Americans. It's probably the only part of this movie that makes sense. Like, oh. I, 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 okay, that's fair. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes you get play and you get a journey. And this was, <laughs> this was that. Yeah. And the one moment that I was like, okay, here we go, was when she, when Seraphine started to, to turn. And suddenly I was watching a video game and I was like, what is this CGI mess? Like, what is this? Her skin tone changed. The texture of her skin changed, like, immediately. Yeah. Usually the CGI special effects get better with the years, not worse. And so I don't understand how, because, look, odds are whatever they did cost a lot more money. <laughs> but it's not as effective and it's not as good as the original. Nowhere near. And it's, it's so unfortunate because, like, the werewolves, they did have potential. They like a little bit, but then it was just like you're right with the transformation. Like, okay, so why I say that they had potential, I guess I'll just say this there was a scene with the detectives when they um busted that fourth of July party and like their flashlight is going out, you can see the one creeping up in the mm-hmm. back. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty terrifying, and that's cool. And then there was another scene more in the beginning when Andy he was running through the through the tunnels and um he's he kind of sees like the werewolf and it starts, it's on it's two feet, but then it goes on all fours. That could have been, you know, like, whoa. But then once you see it up close, it does. It looks like a PC game from 1997. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I think, I don't know what went wrong there. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. And, and it's unfortunate because clearly the year went now, 2022, it looks terrible. And you just can't help but laugh at it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking like, how are you going to show your kids this? Like, hey, little Bobby, you know, look at this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who's going to... Yeah, I think what, I think one of the things they did that it, it just took out the creativity because, like, in the first one, 
you I, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a minute, and I drank since then. But like, you never really saw the whole werewolf. You only you saw like the head or a paw, or you know, you never saw the full thing. And I think that's kind of where they lost they lost us on the CGI mess was that they wanted to show the entire monster, and as soon as you mm-hmm. see the entire thing, well, then it's not as like yeah. it. It just no. is like I don't know. I'm okay with my werewolves to be a bit of burlesque because I don't need to see the full werewolf to know that some danger's about to happen. Yeah. Like werewolves within, like I don't want to give it away. People who've not seen it, but like we don't get full werewolves, we get parts of this person transforming, and it's enough to give us that effect without us being like, let's throw all the money in it, or let's show that we are an indie film. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a happy compromise, and it's effective. Whereas, like this was like, let's get a bunch of werewolves, and also. Because <laughs> of the mayhem, they just kept messing up things. Like the ultimate fight was, I forgot the villain who bit him, but like sometimes he had on pants when he shouldn't have had pants because he <laughs> <laughs> just transformed. And I was like, nobody, there's no continuity on here either. Um, <laughs> it's like they were just tired or something, you know? They just wanted to like get through it. Like, all right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I noticed with Miss Seraphine, I thought I was a messy cook. When she's blending up them hearts, she got blood every like ha, girl. Yeah, like just clean it up. Like <laughs> your, your kitchen looks like a dead bunny lives here. Like <laughs> I mean, I guess with the new metabolism, you don't get sick, so you do what you want. <laughs> you don't mind the flies and stuff just, you know, flying around. It was gross. Know. I <sighs> I felt so bad. Oh no, go ahead. I felt so bad for her because, like, Julie Depley is, like, a legitimate actor. And so, like, she does the things that, like, get her, like, nominated for awards, which I think that a lot of awards are. <laughs> but she does the things that get her the awards. She does these characters. And then you have her here, and they're just like, okay, um, you're going to take your top off for this joke to relax him. Yeah. And she's like, I got to make rent. Which is so bad. I really like her as an actress. And I like her in this movie. Like, Seraphine, I thought that she was pretty cool. Like, she was just among some idiots, you know, and she yeah. fell for, I don't know, some guy. But, like, I like, you know, I, I like her. And I also like that scene, minus that joke, that joke when uh, with the whole boob thing, you know, him doing, I mean, the listeners can't see, but you guys can't yeah. Yeah, doing that motion thing. Um, but I like it because of her mother. You know, and like all we do, we just hear a voice and her voice just sounds so pleasant. And then she like, you know, she's holding Andy's face so he doesn't see her. And then he sees her kind of in a reflection and it's just like, she's just dead and ripped apart, you know? And so, and, and then clearly he like scared her away and, you know, Seraphine was upset about that, but she looked really cool. Even with the people mm-hmm. who were dead, they looked really cool. Like I wanted to see more of them. Yeah, no, like Julie Bowen, who was the girl he was going to sleep with and then he transformed and like killed her. Mm-hmm. She said she had to show up to the makeup chair like six, seven hours for her actual like <laughs> scenes. Wow. Because um, like back then, like the technology was different. And so like we're looking at it and we're like, it looks cool, but that's like a pretty quick job. Back then yeah. it was not. Mm-hmm. So like she was dedicated to this stuff. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, I thought like, they could have used them more. Yes, I like the dead people because it's one of the few callbacks to the original. Um, and so I'm like, okay, in this world, when you're transitioning into a werewolf, you see the people that you have killed or you are guilty of feeling thoughts about killing or whatever. And yeah. so I was like, ooh, connectivity. And then they were like, mm, we're done with it though. 
Right. Right. Because in the in the original, that's some of the funniest parts is some of that. And yeah. it got a little bro. Like it got a little gross even for me. I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. God, this is rough. But in this one, even when they utilize them, it was a little too slapsticky for me. Like mm-hmm. the scene where her eye pops out, she's trying yeah. to whistle for the thing. I was like, I didn't need that. The blood was one thing. Okay, I get it. Her mouth is torn open, but like her eye popping out, I just yeah, that made me laugh. Though I'm not gonna lie, that's so <laughs> extreme. Would that happen? Like, is she really blowing that hard where her eyeball pops out? But okay, <laughs> it definitely took more of a frightener's turn with the dead people this time around. But with no Michael J. Fox, so it was not as endearing. <laughs> <laughs> True, and I think it, I think the first one was helped by only having one ghost following him around, mm-hmm. as opposed to I think at this point he had like three or four. We had the mom, you had the friend, and you had the girl, and I think you had the other guy, the police officer he killed that like came out of that thing and was like, <laughs> we all quiet down, boy. I was like, just focus in on just like one or two maybe, and then it would have been funnier. Yeah. And I'm curious too, like what um what you said earlier in the beginning, what the storyline was supposed to be. I think that that would have been so much better because at least there would have been a reason as to why they're there because come on why would you go all the way to france just to meet girls you know what i mean that's it that's all you want to do there's there's nothing else i mean at least for me like i i don't know i'm I'm not you know a a guy in the 90s but i'm just saying like it just seemed like there could have been more of a purpose especially just for andy yeah well and you also have the same issues that I had with like Carrie too, where you've got you've got the points and the sex points. <laughs> and you, if you if he hit on this one girl, I'll give you double sex points because blah 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck? And then you have her yeah. trying to kill herself at the at the beginning, and I'm like, why are we using suicide so much? Like, <laughs> I have such an issue with that movie, and maybe it's because I'm super biased because I love love the original Carrie, but with that one, that made no sense. It's like she put everything into that guy. Everything. Why? When when she has a friend. She has a friend that clearly loves it. They had matching tattoos. You know? And now her friend is alone. And then even with the with the popular guy who fell for the friend who's who's still alive and she's sad. Why? Because of what she said in class? And it's, I'm sorry. It's just like I know someone who like really he loves this movie. And not that we we argue, but it's just like I it's fine if you like it, but I guess the reason why he likes it is why I don't because it doesn't make any sense. Like that, it just that whole wraparound story with her friend in the beginning and then her wanting to get revenge. And it's just kind of like, but wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, this whole school, nobody notices that the, these guys are like, you know what I mean? And they were doing it right in the middle of class, yelling about points. Listen. I get very emotional about this because it's, it's annoying. <laughs> no, the second Carrie makes me so angry. Um, <laughs> it makes me so angry. And I know people who like it, and I think it's a good part, like a nostalgia thing, because we we are 90s kids. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we were into is just like inherently like, what the fuck? And so like some of us keep it. <laughs> some of us are like, no, I, I'm good now. Yeah. And when you go back, you're like, they let us watch this. They really <laughs> let us have this. Instead of just letting us have the things we deserved. Um, but like, no, I let's come back to this one and the suicide of this one making me angry. So like when we meet Seraphine, she's like, I'm going to end it. I don't want to kill people no more. And then like he grabs her shoe and it's like Cinderella weird shit after he <laughs> catches her. 
And then she runs off and she's like, you know what? I want to live now. And I'm like, you, I'm not saying this was the answer, but you seem to change your mind real suddenly. What has happened? You know what? I didn't even think about that, but you are so right. And then too, this is super small, but that shoe was not attractive. And it's just kind of like, really? You really want to date a girl who wears shoes like that? Like, that's what that's I like, was thinking. That's like the shoe your grandma wears because she wants to still have a heel, but not like a, a stiletto, you know? I was like, so your feet has been through it. Like, <laughs> she's got these old lady shoes and she, her mode transportation is a bike. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> just the shoe. Oh. Especially since she lives in like? Paris, like a fashion capital of the world and it's like i'm trying to think i don't know i was a kid so i don't know were those were those shoes ever in were they hot like whoa you need those i mean granted like would she wear stilettos up to go jump off the why why the eiffel tower but also would she wear stilettos probably not she probably put some sneakers on which i would believe that more i love the converse You could even hide your arch support in there if you need it, which apparently she did. Because I saw the shoe, and it was definitely Doctor Scott. He takes the shoe off, and the Doctor shows flips. <laughs> He's like, "I think she's a server. Let's go check all the cafes." Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> with his gel insoles. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he slams his head against the Eiffel Tower, and it's fine the next day. There's no concussion or like severe bleeding happening, but he's covered in bandages. I was just like, <laughs> the way his skull would have cracked. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the shoe. Like, let's just take it back for a second. Let's think about this. Say if you were interested in someone and, you know, you see them briefly and, you know, sometimes lighting plays tricks on your eyes. So fine. But say if someone had like an unattractive shoe, you know, come on, whatever you think is unattractive, would you really search all of Paris? (laughs) No. No. I'm sorry. That's just creepy to me in the first place. Like if someone showed up at my doorstep, I'd be like, I mean, thank you for saving my life, I guess. But like, I'm going to call the police now because you're stalking me. Literally. I've got so many questions. I'm like, so you kept my shoe and then you found me because you have my shoe? What kind of weird <laughs> they found is this? They found her suicide note, which we never got to know was, was in the suicide note. Was she like, <laughs> my name is Seraphine and my address is da-da-da-da. Bye. <laughs> especially, especially because why would you leave an address when you have like your stepfather in the basement who's also a werewolf? Exactly. You said you were trying to help him. You've been, you almost have it. And like, what happened? Right? So I, much. I have some, and also why was the villain coming out of her house when it came to get her? Uh, I just, we don't, uh, this is a whole house of cards and like, it's a strong, windy day. And so like, it's not holding up. <laughs> but one thing I will say, this is my last note, is, and it's, one of the few pure positive things I could say about this movie is that I did enjoy the setting of the final act in that church, that abandoned church. That was cool. Yeah. That was, that was it. pretty cool. <laughs> and it's, again, it's unfortunate because it's just, like I said, I don't know like how or why, you know, they thought like it was a good idea. Cause there's so many like plot holes, you know, on top of that. Fine. If it's not funny, it's not funny. But then there's plot holes. You know what I mean? That, that stuff that just doesn't make any sense. But then they had like a great setup for the movie and they had great settings like like that church, you know, with that last scene. 
Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was creepy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was very, I don't know, it, it fit the theme of the movie. But it's like, what happened with the rest of it? Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, because we, we, I've seen, like, the ancient art, uh, buildings of France used, and very effectively, I would say, in films like As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is terrifying to yeah. me. And that could have been this. But I think then they were also trying to write a, a dude where's my car situation in the comedy, which was also... Not funny. No, it wasn't no. at all. If, if you're looking to Ashton Kutcher for guidance, you've already made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you, you already need to put it down. Look, I... Uh, another thing, and it's so small, but another thing that bothered me is I, I used to do props for the theater. Theater. <laughs> the theater. And so when he shows up at the Eiffel Tower with this rope he's going to bungee jump from, and it's like brand spanking new white, but they supposedly have been traveling all over the country. And I'm just like, you just got this from a Home Depot yesterday, if that. And also, how did it fit in your bag? Like that was a, that was like crazy, right? You mean to tell me you just have hundreds of feet of brand new rope in your bag? <laughs> your other belongings. <laughs> oh, and then, and then, of course, we have to get our our wedding on top of the Statue of Liberty. We're going to jump on the Statue of Liberty. I was just like, <laughs> y'all are trying real hard to make yeah, this make like- why do they never tie the end of the rope before they tie it to themselves? Isn't that like rule one? I know I don't bungee jump. I don't believe in the outdoors. But I feel like I would secure the rope before I put it on my own person. And it's just like, that was actually really insensitive because that was a dark time in her life when she was trying to kill herself. You know what I mean? And then, oh, let's get married the same way. Like, no. Let's get married and kill ourselves. Like, what? She was she went up there to have fun that night, okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> just the whole time but i'm not gonna lie even though this movie it was it is pretty not so great i don't know i couldn't keep my eyes off of it it was just kind of like okay what is this what is this like i just find myself like i couldn't stop asking that yeah it, it felt like a 90s wb pilot for some they're like oh it's gonna it's gonna be a horror show everybody get ready and you show up and you're like oh no 100 Yes, this, this is the Roswell tapes that we didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is before Kevin Williamson showed up. He was like, let me help you out, WB. <laughs> they're, they're like, Buffy's killing it, so we're going to do this over here, too. His name is <laughs> Benny. And it's like, oh, no. They had the potential. You had great examples, you know? You had a great original source material to work with. Like, yeah. We were rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. <laughs> Let's get spicy, even though mine is not very spicy, but it is what it is. <laughs> Zena, what's what's your hot take? You know what? You know, as a kid, I wasn't a fan of this movie. I I tried to be. I thought that I would have been because it's werewolves and it was a horror, and I was like starting to kind of like really, you know, get more and more into horror and stuff like that. Where I'd watch stuff on my own. And I remember I did pick this movie out and I was very disappointed because I wanted to see more werewolves, wanted to see more blood and more dead bodies. But then we was just falling around these guys. So we was just falling around Andy and, you know, sometimes like his facial expressions and, you know, and I was a kid again. I didn't understand why he was following this girl around, you know, and I still kind of don't. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> not in a bad way. It's just kind of like you just met her. Like you just saw her like for three seconds. But OK, fine. But 
I will say this, you know, after because it's been years since I've seen it, um, rewatching it now as an adult, I feel like this. It's a pretty cool concept. It has potential. You know, I love the fact that they are overseas, that they're in Paris. I love the fact that there's like a whole werewolf gang that's just pretty much running Paris. That's awesome, you know? And then they lure like these tourists that way because it's true, they're overseas. Anything could have happened to them. You know what I mean? So it makes a lot of sense. But the thing that's disappointing again, because it is supposed to be a horror comedy, there's not enough horror for me. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then with the comedic stuff, it did not make me laugh. Like the only thing that I will say that did make me giggle was the thing with the eyeball (laughs) because it was, it was so insane. Right. My, my hot take is very similar to yours. Go ahead, Shrey. I think that this is the kind of movie that made me think that I hated horror comedies because like the last couple of years I found some I really, really like. And I was like, oh my God, are they getting better? Or what happened? Um, because like so many of these movies exist and you watch them when you're a kid, you're like, ooh, that's monsters. And you're like, ooh, that was a choice. And then you like, <laughs> leave the room. Like, mm, I stand for that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, so I'll go with my hot take. And what makes a great horror comedy is that it's equal parts comedy and horror. There are scares, there are things happening, or there's a whodunit situation, there's gore involved, like there is stuff, but it, there are some dark humor happening. But this, I agree, this film has some potential. Like, I do like that the female is utilized as more of a character. It just, it, it just leans way far into the comedy. That's far, that what didn't work most of the time, that it, it, yeah. it relies on comedy like a, an American Pie or a dude where's my car or you know stuff like that that's that's even though those American Pie I can argue the comedy worked a little better than it did in this movie but it it just it leaned way too far into the comedy which makes it feel completely out of the same realm as the original like I was like I kept finding myself thinking like would I like this movie more if it weren't an American werewolf in blank if it were just Right, tourists gone nutso or something because it just it, yeah. Also, just don't CGI. I feel like Sheree and I say this for every single damn movie. Stop using so much CGI. The original looked better because it was the the special effects worked more and they were more creative. Yeah. When I want CGI, I go hang out with Peter Parker. (laughs) 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 That's just the facts. I don't. I, I I just. This is another one of those times where, like, that old saying, don't get caught trying to be funny, should have applied. Because they're just laying in jokes to have jokes. They're not worried if they're funny or not. They're like, it's a comedy. Make them say it. And it it does not land. Because it's not coming from, like, a real place. It's not actually somebody going, does this make me laugh? Instead of being like, insert joke. And it's it's painful to watch. And I... I, I will check in on Tom Everett Scott to see if we can be friends again, but I don't know if what I had for him when I was a child will ever be there again. Oh, I, no. this. I can't respect him the same way. Um, <laughs> but I, my actual hot take. <laughs> this is worse than Ginger Snaps Back. We don't talk about it enough because we're like, Ginger Snaps Back was a wild time. It went back and the wigs were even worse. This is worse than that. And so yeah. we need to put some respect on Ginger's name. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And also, too, um, Trent, to what you said, where it's just like, you, I never thought about that. But I'm wondering, too, like for, for myself, because it's an American werewolf and whatever, maybe it could have been called something else. But I don't know, because, again, like I was like a kid when I watched this. Just I just wanted to see werewolves. So because, you know, sometimes like as adults, we watch so many horror movies. We watch so many movies in general. And so we kind of come in with feeling a certain kind of way. But I was a child <laughs> and I, I just could not connect with it at mm -hmm. all. You know, like there were werewolves, but it's just kind of like we didn't even get to see them enough, you know. So I don't know, like, I'm wondering, I don't even know if that would have been a thing because, because I don't know, but that's, that's a good question because I'm, I'm wondering too, with some other people who've seen it, maybe, maybe that's what the issue was because, you know, an American werewolf in London, like. It's classic. It is. So, yeah. <laughs> no, like it was definitely Where are the Werewolves. Um, <laughs> where that would have been a good title, Where are the Werewolves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> it's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world are the werewolves? We're in Paris today. Who knows? Next we'll be in Italy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. why they never well, we know why they never why there was never a sequel, never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> this kind of killed the IP, I think. <laughs> they were like, mm. We will talk about where it was for another 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, now, a lot of times, werewolves are only utilized in, like, vampire-adjacent things. Like, they're included in, like, the uh, Underworld series or, mm -hmm. like, the, I hate to say this, but, like, the Twilight series. Ugh. Besides, like, Werewolves Within, or, yeah, Werewolves Within is the only, like, strict werewolf movie I can think of that's come out in the last, like, Five or ten years? Can anyone think of any more? The bigger names that I can think of. There's a couple that were in the oh, like Sundance last year. They changed the name of one. I think it's now called The Curse or something. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Which I think they had to kept their other title. The other one was so good. It's why I rented it. Because like it was outside of my day at Sundance last year. And I was paying for festivals back then. And I was like, oh, I don't get to see it. But because of the name, I was like, where was it going to be there? And I want to see it. And then <laughs> like something happened over the course of a year. And they're like, call it the curse. And I was like, no. who hates joy? Who <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to check that one out. Because I do Same. love a good werewolf. Same. And it's, you know, I, I feel like I said this before. I feel like I'm always talking about werewolves. But I really want more werewolf movies because you're right we haven't really received a lot i'm not saying any because sometimes when i say that people's like no well, because there's okay but i didn't say that we don't have any i'm just saying we, we, <laughs> we need more you know because what there's a werewolves within which is a mm -hmm. that one's a funny um horror comedy i, I like it. that one mm -hmm. um and then there's another one that came out maybe it was like 2015 16 it's about this guy at a retirement home and Sounds interesting Oh my God. Okay. Now I have to look it up because, and I, it used to be on Netflix, but maybe it's not on there anymore. It's going to bother me if I don't look it up, guys. <laughs> I want to know. So look it up. Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. That one was really good. Um, there's probably somebody listening to us right now and they're screaming out the answer. You know, <laughs> I can't hear you. Right? <laughs> okay. Late phases. Oh. What's, it What's it called? Late phases. I never heard of that one. But that's a cool title for a werewolf about like, yeah. That yeah. one is, that's an awesome werewolf movie. 
So yeah, between the three of us in the last for the last five or ten years, we've thought of three <laughs> <laughs> that are straight werewolf movies. So yeah, we need more. I'm all for. There was going to be werewolves. a Ginger Snap show, and then like the pandemic silenced mm-hmm. everybody, and so I don't know if that's still a dream or no. Oh, that would be great. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Canada, it's probably you doing it. So let's hope it's Catholic. Please. <laughs> oh, and if you if you like baby werewolves, there the is manners. Yes, you know that one's it's, isn't he so cute? It's so good. It's such a good movie, and nobody watched it. And I'm like, it's we such, all have Shudder. Hit play. It is such a magical, and I I know it's like what well, magical? No, it just it has like a magical type of feel to it. Like it's like mm-hmm. a Brazilian one. It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's like a it's like a fairy tale werewolf movie with lesbians. It's like it's checking all the boxes and doing it well. It's not checking them to be like, look at me. It's just like I'm this way. I woke up this way, flawless. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, both the women are very attractive in the movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's just it's just a great movie. Exciting. I watched it because I was doing. I don't know which list it was, and I was like, this is really good. It doesn't fit on my list, but now I want to make a list for it can fit on. Like, what's better than werewolves? Lesbian werewolves. Listen, they were cool. Like, they're just so cool. I I go up for that movie, and I want those actors to do more. I don't know why I can't find, but I want it, and I want it now. Get it. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on American Wolf in Paris, werewolves in general, <laughs> Carrie too. Uh, a whole lot, of, a whole lot of things that we yeah. get into on Fear Street. Thank you so much, Nina, for joining us. It was a blast. We'll have to have you back on sometime. Yes, please. Thank you both so much. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I get. I was just. Girl, we do too. Going down rabbit holes. Listen, we do too. Listen, I don't have a one train thought. Um. <laughs> I, I find it I find it challenge to challenge find to challenge myself at the end of every episode to think about all the things we've talked about. So that's why I like to do that to be like I was even gonna try to tie in Emily in Paris, you know, like there could be like a <laughs> All right, let me stop. We'll say that for another episode. <laughs> no. I think this like, might be the first episode where Shrey, nor Shrey or I make a drag race reference. So. I did. I did. Oh, yeah. there. We were all rooting for you, which yeah. I mean, drag race through way of Tyra Banks, but still. Because yeah. <laughs> my brain is like that hit board in Scandal with all the ropes and pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Next week, we'll be covering. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. But that's going to wrap up our BOGO month because we did the first movie with y'all and we're going to do the next one. All right, everyone. Again, thank you, Zena, and thanks everyone for listening. As always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.